Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free. Zero catch. We've been using it ever since we started How Long Gone. And ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like having the option of turning off the Q&As and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level. I highly recommend giving it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. It's big TJ. What's good, baby? Oh, oh, man. Uh, I I just finished working out 30 seconds ago. God, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. I still have gloves on. My heart rate is above 100. You know, my heart rate's above 102 because I had my second nitro cold brew of the day. Jesus, man. Well, this is is still the, the. the Canadian supermarket brand? Yeah, honestly, it's the it's the greatest discovery of the quarantine. What's it it's, called again? President's Choice. Any Canadian knows it. It's basically the the uh, Loblaws um, if you're in uh, Ontario and Provigo if you're in Quebec uh, house brand. Um, it's the uh, the simpler times beer of ex- nitro exactly. cold. Beer. <laughs> exactly, but it's President's Choice nitro cold brew in the can. A little over a little over two dollars, but for me with my strong American dollar, it's it's fucking you know, thirty percent off, baby. So I'm cooking with gas. I'm buying eight at a time. Can you get the case on Amazon.ca? Probably not. Getting shit delivered to Quebec is literally a nightmare. It's insane. Like it's not worth it really. Because of just all the weird province laws and shit? Yeah, it's just like, well, you have to pay duties and it just takes like people just won't ship here. Oh, I try to get no. a magazine I try to get a magazine shipped here and it costs the same as the magazine. I was like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay twenty dollars shipping on a twenty dollar magazine. I guess That's the the, the, the the Quebecois have to work harder for how cool they are, poor guys. They're actually the worst and uh they're ruining their province because they have a French first law. So any business that comes here has to change the name to a French word unless it's a word that does it unless it's like not a real word. So like Whole Foods isn't ever going to open here because they're like, we're not going to change our name and reincorporate for your little bitch province. Well, some might argue that that is a good thing, I guess, if you are a born and raised Montrealian yes. who wants to see the uh, the good values preserved and not be taken over by corporate corporate greed. Exactly, exactly. It's called racism. Uh, we do. We we. It's it's pretty popular in the South. Where I'm from, well, too. I mean, <laughs> I guess French Canadian racism cancels each other out because Canadians are not really that racist. They're pretty, uh, you know, empathetic to all cultures, but the French are very racist. 
I'm not a hundred percent sure, even though I'm obviously a, a basically a Canadian citizen at this point. Mm-hmm. I am not a hundred percent sure, but I'm almost positive that French Canadians are the worst, like racism wise, of any other Canadians. How long gone? Exclusive take. Exclusive. Well, I, I say that, but but there's a lot of Vancouver types that are very racist towards uh, Asians. Um, because right, of the, right, influ- right. The, in- the the influx of Asian and Asian culture into their into yeah, their I guess I, th- I think they're they're a little little PO'd that um that big big Chinese dollars have come in and bought up all their real estate, so nobody can afford to live in Vancouver anymore. Exactly, so they're, they're exactly. a little pissed about that. And Not there's only one way time. to fi- fix problems like that is definitely throwing racial slurs around online. <laughs> that that has proven to fix problems over the years. They're taking our jobs, yeah? I mean, A? (laughs) Quit taking our jobs, eh? Um, How are you, bud? How are you besides your workout? um, I'm not bad, I guess, you know. It's a little, you know, I guess I'm just starting to notice that everyone is really beginning to loosen their their grip on the the confines of their quarantine and are beginning to sort of bargain with themselves about what they may or may not be able to get away with maybe a behavior that you have recognized with your old friend drugs of just uh, like you know maybe what if we just do oxy yeah, on yeah. sundays only as a treat day or maybe we can hang out with our friends but like We'll like be in all in the backyard and make sure that we're six feet away. Whereas like a month ago, the thought of doing that wouldn't even cross this person's mind. It's a classic. I don't shoot it. I snort it situation mm. um, is, is what I would equate this to. But I do think that you're right. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, look, I'll go to a park, but I would never go to a beach. Exactly. You got to <laughs> pick your balance. But no, I, I honestly think though that people are, and I, I've been saying this for a while. If, if the government gives us an inch, we're going to take a mile because people are just fed the fuck up, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even – I don't blame anyone for what they do because we're all at our wits' end. And I understand that it's bad and you shouldn't do it. But I also see the other side. I see both sides like Chanel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But it's, <laughs> it's starting – like, I think everything everything is being even more and more exaggerated. Like, the people who were not – Social distancing, not wearing masks, not d- doing anything, or doing Me. all that stuff even more. And then the people <laughs> who are like the super citizen face shield wearers who will like shame you if you don't like walk the right direction or something like that. Those people are getting even worse at that type of shit. No, you're right. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a classic American extreme divide of unnecessary behaviors, like because. We live in a bipartisan society where no one can just come to the middle and act reasonably. That would be just out of the question. Mm, it would. But I, I, I think I think that the like people who I know who didn't leave the house for fucking two months, like that's insane. And I think that's truly bad for your mental health. Like I think that might be like it's bad the for worst your mental. thing. You, it's bad for your fucking mental. <laughs> I don't. I, I just don't think that's like a good idea. But it's also not a good idea to go to the beach with your fellow, you know, Southern Cali bros and hit the paddle ball and have some beers. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, and like some some beaches here, they're saying like you're allowed to go to them, but only if you're using them 
like as recreational places, like you know, go for a walk around on the shoreline or whatever. Bacon. Yeah, you're not allowed to just post up, which is, I mean, I guess to the fuck. uh, I go to the beach to post up, baby, because I'm trying to get a nice brown tan. Yeah, so they're so tan is not allowed, but I think they're trying to control, you know, just like the groups of twenty college kids who are just laying around doing, um, you know. What's What's interesting to me <laughs> to me is that this is just also illustrated a another classic, you know, archetype is like young people and old people are the most dumb, and. <laughs> Uh, us, us, the in betweeners. It's it's a it's sometimes it's it's a hit or miss depending on who you talk to. But overall, the majority of people that are acting stupidly on either side of the coin are either young or old. They're not like thirty five. Well, how do we get through to these people? Oldies, you know, I got the oldies handled. But for young people, do you have to just resort to violence? Like, what do you have to do to get through to them? Probably TikTok is what I is is, is what is what seems like is working for my no uh, young people don't care about anything except themselves. I mean, like uh-huh. it's just that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. it takes time to grow out of that. Maturity is not going to come because a disease that doesn't affect them in their minds is destroying yeah. the world. And if, if you it, if when you were a young person and you didn't feel like that, you weren't doing it right. No, exactly. I, if you're if you're twenty five and under. And you care about anything besides having sex and doing drugs, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. And that's understood. Yeah, but, if you're really into like puppies and like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> fucking loser. But I, I don't. I mean, I do think you're right, though. I, I think that I believe California is like starting their kind of like loosening process on, on Friday mm-hmm. in the first step. Um, I think a lot of other states are following suit with that. So it, it's only a matter of time. But yeah, I'm, before... I'm saying I'm, I'm, I've noticed the biggest change because even the woke homies are doing it now, you know? And that's. Let's that's name. Let's, you know what? How long gone is a podcast for accountability? So I think we should start naming names. Like, who are these woke homies? And we can bleep them out later. Mm, my woke homie turned Tom how to dress well. Thomas. Was he on drugs? He's not on drugs. He, you know, he's he's a very responsible man. But he was saying like, <laughs> but he he was saying, you know, sort of in a level-headed way of like, okay, we we need to like figure out like let's try and figure out a way that we can see each other yeah. from a distance in a way that isn't stupid and could be actually be interesting and beneficial. Something more than yeah. like let's get drunk on Zoom and freaking try on wigs or like. Uh, <laughs> you know, none of that and then something beyond like like i have a yeah, pool like, actual, like you 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 hang out in the deep end of the pool i'll be in the shallow end and we should be all good like don't do that either but like there's got to be some you know somewhere in the middle where the bros can drink nat- natty wine within you know a close enough distance to each other where you don't have to use a phone or a walkie-talkie to hear them Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that that I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's like either do it or don't. But this like little like figuring out hacks for mm-hmm. for for like socializing is crazy to me. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've I've caught myself figuring out like I, I'm a I'm a master of hacking my own self. So it's I, it's kind of weird, like a weird trigger when I see myself starting to get into that, like. You know, I would, I've caught myself doing that with, you know, procrastinating or diet habits or whatever it may be that I'm 
trying to talk myself into or out of. Slippery slope. Well, it, it's very slippery. But I also just, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I need a gym and I need some sunshine. And I think I could live without people for a little longer if I had those two things. Mm. You know what I mean? I th- but I, will I need say- a freaking Negroni from, from Mohawk Bend, man. I need to see <laughs> 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 we do not talk about Mohawk Bend on this podcast. Mohawk Bend, least favorite establishment in L.A. One of L.A.'s worst establishments. I've, I, for some Silver reason, Lake I Roman, have been, have I been the there. I've definitely been to Mohawk Bend one time, but I can't. Did I go with you? I mean, you probably did. I've only been there. <laughs> I don't know. You probably did. You probably did like go there. I've been there maybe like three times, and it was always. It was always not my idea, and it was always something that it would have been. I would have looked like an asshole if I refused or or wiggled out of it. So I just had to do it. I feel like it was like I. It was they have a valet. I know they so do I feel have like a that valet. Was an appeal for me, and they also are next door to to Elf, which is open from like five o'clock to seven thirty Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> and Tuesday. So I feel like maybe I valeted to go to Elf, and then Elf wasn't open. And I was like, fuck, all right, I guess I'll go here for a sec. I can't remember. But I know I've been inside there before. Well, don't worry. Every restaurant that we just named will all be closed by the time this podcast <laughs> yes. goes up. And not, a, and not a temporary corona close. It will be a permanent shuttering forever. Elf, Elf won't be closed because they're never open to begin with. So I think we're in like I think we're in a good. They're actually they're actually going to open seven days a week and can't, start taking. Can't some, shut us down if we're never open, bitch. Elf, exactly. That's Elf some, that's some real. We're on that hood logic. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't you can't shut us down if we ain't ever open. Mm. Galaxy brain. Galaxy <laughs> brain. Uh, do you want to talk about our, our our last podcast? It seems like we have a big. We had a, we had a great response from um, from our episode with uh, Lawrence. Yeah, I just want to say hello to all our new white male followers that are graduating college next year or the year after. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the amount of Instagram accounts that have followed me in the last twenty four hours after that episode went up, where their Instagram bio states what school they went to and the year that they plan on graduating has gone up exponentially. That's not our usual. That's not our usual um, fan. But you, like I said, it's you know. I Happy to have every, you, all you guys on, though. Definitely, because we're going to teach you the last something. That's the thing. You're here to learn. <laughs> Classes in session, bitch, and Professor Chris and Professor TJ are here. We're going to teach uh, you explicit instructions on how to unsubscribe from a podcast on Patreon and Apple and Spotify. <laughs> it's really easy. It's really easy. <laughs> but but I do think that I do think that um, you know some people were like, oh, you had such a run of guests. I can't believe you had Lawrence. First of all, Lawrence is a good guest and a known friend of, of both Jason and I. Mm-hmm. Second of all, when you eat as healthy as Jason and I do every day, you need junk food sometimes. <laughs> you need some hot Cheetos. Yes. You, you need some Triscuits. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like that I said, Lauren, without, without pain, there is no pleasure. You need to, uh, you need to feel exactly. the, the sting of the blade to remember exactly. the sweet caress of a loved one. When you walk into 7-Eleven and you see the banana and you see the hot Cheetos, sometimes you, sometimes you go for the Cheetos. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just what mm-hmm. it is. Um, but continuing our, our run of controversial guests, uh, t- today we have known uh, outspoken uh, writer and just true genius, great friend of mine, a friend of Jason's, uh, GQ's own Rachel Tashian. Mm-hmm. Um 
who I've been friends with for a long time. And what's, what is she? I what's think, her uh, position title over there at GQ? Uh, I think Boss Bitch is the Got no. Uh, <laughs> she's she's I think just a style writer because the beauty of of, of Rachel is that you have to just let her cook. She can't be tamed. Mm. Um, and she's one of those self-starters who, if you give them the, the ink, they will write the, the poem, you know? That's right. Yeah. She has a lot so, of great takes in the world of fashion and she's, she's very funny. I remember when I first met her at a, at an art gallery opening, I'd have had a blast. Is that, did I, I introduced you to her, right? Yeah. I think that was the first time I met her. And it oh, was, yeah. it was a fun, I remember, it was a fun moment. I remember us being at some weird party, like a GQ party that was in like a a, yes. a fully furnished apartment in Soho. Like me, you, her, Jake Gallagher. Yeah, and I think it was like powered by Cavassier or something like that. <laughs> Definitely powered by something. And I remember yeah. everyone was sitting around and then I was like, let's go sit in this like den study area, like a room that Common would have in his house <laughs> <laughs> and just politic with the homies. And it was great. <laughs> It was a, that was a good party, actually. Um, all right, let me let me bang her line. Mm-hmm. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So, for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we we're spent off, obviously, off clock. Going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So, it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com 
Promo code, how long? Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wow. (laughs) Wait, are you guys not on video? Fuck no. Uh, You know, I thought the whole thing on video so i don't no. need to be on video no you if you want to it's more fun for us it's up you to you to babushka be. boy doesn't this look cool <laughs> i just came up with this right now all right for our listeners at home can you believe that she's she has the video screen open we do not and she is wearing a a fur i guess a fur cap like a you know i guess a woman in the 40s would wear in russia a, a, a garment of luxury over mm-hmm. over a hoodie that appears to be white or gray. It's white. White hoodie, hood on, and then the fur hat on top. It is a very good look. Thank you. Kudos. Thank how, you. Thanks. How are you? How are you, Rage? Oh wow, you guys. You know, I'm excited to be here. Well, you should be. I mean, this podcast is obviously making waves that are unavoidable. I know you've seen them. It's really like um, it's like downtown bingo. Uh, you know, uh, a, a friend of uh, a friend of ours. What what did Roxicon call it? He said you, you guys hip- should change the name of your podcast to Important Hipsters, <laughs> which what? I actually like. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty good too. I, I, I mean, people well. don't really use the word important anymore, <laughs> or hipsters, <laughs> or hipsters. I, both we both words make me feel old. I well, when it, I no, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I want to hear what you think about hipsters. I, I just think I, I think hipsters do for a comeback. Oh, it's uh, totally due for a comeback. It's totally due for a comeback. I just started watching High Fidelity. Why the, the Zoe Kravitz vehicle? Yeah, the Zoe Kravitz vehicle. You know, once I sort of um, stopped worrying that it was mediocre, then I could sort of enjoy it. Mm. That's like what that's that's what people say when they meet me. Uh, <laughs> I think but, you just described a lot of like loveless marriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we made it work. You know, it's like <laughs> in previous times. But um, 
once I once I sort of realized that it had zero aspirations of being prestige television, mm-hmm. I began to suddenly embrace it like it was a slice of like cake from a box. Mm. Mm. I know exactly mm. what you're saying. Yeah, you guys know about empty calories. I try not to, but unfortunately, <laughs> I do. That's well. Empty calories for me is having Lawrence Schlossman as a guest on our podcast. Yeah. Um, wow. Is he, but, is he my predecessor? He is. We, we, wow. wanted, we wanted all our new um, incel listeners to, to get introduced to you directly after they, they heard him. Yeah. Well, with this hat on, I look really like a true Chad. So <laughs> they're going to be a little disturbed. <laughs> Uh, what is that? What is that show on Hulu? It is. Yeah. It's a Hulu original production. I didn't realize this until this weekend when I started watching the show, but the Hulu kind of introduction music is a ripoff of the Intel inside, uh, jingle. Yeah. Yeah. We all know that. We all know that. that Already, you're going in like, "Wow, this music is not going to live up to expectations," and it doesn't. (laughs) I I find I I mean, are they talking about like current music in the show? Is that a big part of it, or is it all like, "Let me put you onto this cool old stuff"? It's kind of like, okay, have you guys ever seen? Have you guys ever seen that really bizarre slideshow about um, A Star is Born that's like a long theory about how A Star is Born takes place in a universe where 9-11 never happened? What? <laughs> no, Rachel. <laughs> I saw a that Star is Born, the, the Lady Gaga <laughs> film from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. So the argument that that this this uh, I love person this. makes, which I'm is incredibly in. compelling, is that <laughs> the show takes place in a universe where nine eleven never happened. And what I would say is that High Fidelity also takes place in a universe where nine eleven never happened, because no one is worried about money and no one knows who Billie Eilish is. <laughs> that sounds actually kind of like my dream scenario. So are you calling yeah. Billie Eilish the nine eleven of music? <laughs> does that mean does that mean that ryan adams uh new york new york the seminal album that got pushed back because of the twin towers in the video it has come out and become a giant hit yeah it's come out it's become a giant hit he's not there's a, actually a whole segment about problematic musicians and he's not even listed in it so i think that that's further proof for what we're saying here if there was no 9-11 ryan adams would have done many less rapes than he did yeah, <laughs> which is great. Exactly. Yeah, one of the he one would, of the few perks of nine eleven. There, I think there's I think there's more perks than we realize, but I don't I don't really have them listed. You know, I mean, where would the mm-hmm. strokes be without nine eleven? Right, true. they would they would have gotten to put New York City cops on the end of the album. Yeah, they oh would my have, god, they what would a have, fucking classic! They wouldn't have outlasted mm-hmm. the hives. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Wait, <laughs> which one are the hives? Doesn't matter. No, they were uh, <laughs> oh, they were like the Swedish. Swedish they were ones like, that dressed like a were little... Were they the ones, the ones uh, who just screamed? No, they were like a really bad version of like refused. They, and they, like scream, they screamed a decent amount. They did some screaming. Well, I think the singer's name, I think he had a, a like a stage name that had Howlin' in it. Oh. Oh. Did not age well. They all dressed kind of like, like rockabilly creative directors. Hmm. If that... Oh, it's so like, so like you guys dress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. If yeah. we if we tucked our shirts in more and they were made of satin, then yes. Yeah. 
Wow, that's great. Mm. That's so a great you, style. You know, I've been watching some weird TV too, Rachel. What have you been watching? I discovered a show called Goliath starring Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> on Amazon fuck? Studios. <laughs> and it is hot fire. Hot, hot fire. Goliath is hot fire? Billy, <laughs> Billy Bob, who, how could you not like Billy Bob? He's a fucking legend. Yeah, Billy, he's a sex god. Billy he Bob is. Is, is kind of like a washed up alcoholic lawyer living in a motel in Santa Monica. Who, uh, I've, I've seen Californication. We don't need a repeat. <laughs> this is actually less sexy than that. Uh, and mm. I think Billy Bob is hotter than Duchovny, personally. Rachel? No contest. Uh, yeah, no contest, I would say. Just want to make sure everybody's on the same page we, here. So all three uh, of us would prefer Billy Bob to beat these cheeks up to yeah, Duchovny. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. Billy Bob to smash this to smithereens. Got it. Um, oh, my God. Wow. But <laughs> in, the sh- in the show, he's like, yeah, he's this washed-up lawyer. And obviously, there's there's a, it's basically like one case per season. Um, and we started season three, which apparently is not good, but has a big Dwight Yoakam uh, storyline, which like he's in it. Yes. So wow. I'm very intrigued by what that the? because they have, if Dwight Yoakam's in it, like that's a whole different level of television. Oh, that that yeah. means my mom is definitely watching Goliath then. Exactly. She, she probably is using your Amazon prime. Login. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so is Dwight Yoakam, does he dress himself for this show? I haven't, I haven't gotten, I said that's something about this question. on Twitter. On Twitter, and the response was, it's a great show, season three sucks, Dwight Yoakam's in it. That's like the three things I took away from the responses. So I've only watched one episode, but mm-hmm. I've also been watching a show that's been destroyed everywhere, but I think is very funny, uh, which is Black AF. Uh-huh. Uh, what the fuck? Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's about like I don't guy? even yeah, know Chris. Who is this person yeah. I'm speaking Bro, of? That Bro, that shit is actually fucking funny. And it's actually called Black I'm, AF, but go on. It's but funny. It's hash, isn't it hashtag black? It is. AF? It, it is hashtag black app. <laughs> but it's actually it's actually funny. And he talks about his drip. Like his whole thing is about how he he shouts out Mr. Porter because they're sold out of a Sakai sweatsuit he's trying to buy. It's like oh, that's it, cool. It's cool. His clothes are crazy. And Rashida Jones is the wife. Who? How could you not like Rashida? Yeah, I like Rashida. It's true. Damn. I like her too. So sorry, black, Jason. Black AF is hitting. Interesting. I like Black <laughs> AF, but people – the reviews came in at the same time, and people like Mindy Kaling's show more than Black AF, but Mindy Kaling's show oh. is insufferable. Insufferable. Does she have a show? She has a new show that she wrote that's about like a – I think it's about Indian teenagers. Like okay. it's, it's – you know, and it's, it's gotten very good reviews, but I just – Mindy Kaling is just not it for me. Yeah. Except in The Office, legendary role. Right, legendary role in the office. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of office discourse in this podcast, Rachel. You're an office head, right? No. No? <laughs> I don't like the like fake cinema verite like sitcoms from like late Bush era, early Obama era. Late Bush era. <laughs> I agree with I, you. Bush is having a good week this week. I feel like things are turning around for B- George Bush. <laughs> I think I think it's a lazy yeah. lazy sitcom format. I, right. I, I mean, sorry, I can't watch The Sopranos for the fourth time so I can put up memes, but, you know, some of us like a little lighter fare. Has anyone done anything that's like, wow, the style on The Office is so good? Because I feel like people will, like, say the style on anything is so good. Like, no one has any any sort of bar for what is appropriate to, to raise again and, like, celebrate. 
I, I think I agree, I agree with you. I think people will find a way to be like, this is really cool. Look how Ryan from the office dressed when he lived in New York and was using coke. <laughs> the perfect banality. Of <laughs> the that, that's office why the office costumes. is so is so timeless and evergreen is is all of the clothing is is painfully just middle of the road. It'll last. Forever. Yeah. But our children will look at it and be like, what is that? And we'll be like, it's business casual. And they'll, <laughs> they'll say like, what is that? <laughs> I just, I can't, are you, are you able to, I mean, Rachel, you're so bright. Is your mind not being stimulated? Are you able to watch like legacy television or are you only watching garbage? Well, I don't really watch television. Oh, wow. She's above it all, Jason. You hear that? Ever heard of books, Chris? You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a TV show, but it's written down. Mm. And instead of episodes, there are chapters. So they're the same groups of people generally who you're kind of yeah. dealing with, following their trials, their tribulations. You have a sense of what they're wearing and what they care about. But it's happening on a page instead of on a screen. This sounds Damn, fucking that's- good. That's pretty cool. Like that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I would look into it if I had time. Um, yeah. After we had Molly uh, Molly Young on the show, I've considered getting into books and reading as well. <laughs> so I Molly will... has like Molly has the ideal life. I mean, I think yeah. you guys both should just like Molly should write a book about like how to live your life. I mean, it sounded pretty cool from what I heard. And people should be able to take a Molly year. Where you just like drop out and you read whatever you want, like all day. I, I took a Molly year where I dropped out, but it was a little different. Um, yeah, was it di- <laughs> Jason. Jason trafficked into something called EDM. Yeah. You're probably not that familiar with that. My wow. Molly Wait, year. Were you a DJ? It involved a little bit more of passing out flyers in parking lots <laughs> than, than than hitting the books. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I was a DJ. Yeah. What was your DJ name? <laughs> them jeans <laughs> even as an edm artist <laughs> that's the joke but yeah <laughs> to be to be fair i like to make fun of jason because a lot of his bros are into edm but jason never really played edm right i don't remember that at least it, it, it depends on your definition of edm you know some people would okay. consider dua lipa's music to be edm um, really? And that, that is something that I would, yeah, I mean, some of her songs are, you know, considered EDM, but some people, I was thinking, not so much. Is there like a Bob Dylan of EDM? Like who is like, Aoki, controls the mythology? Steve Aoki, okay. No, <laughs> Calvin Harris, Jason? Calvin Harris, Jason? Or the mouse guy? Somebody who controls the mythology? I, yeah. I think it would probably be somebody that <laughs> is a little bit more of like a, a godfather of the scene. You know, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who like was playing, you know, like disco in the 80s, like Paradise Garage kind of mm-hmm. era might be might be like the Bob Dylan of, of that. There's a few okay. people. There's a guy named DJ Harvey that I might consider to be that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Who You've he heard is. of him, he's, right? He, yeah. He's cool. You know, he, he some of those the, the real legends are able to be cool in all scenes. You know, I think yeah. that's. He, he's not just a, a hard, fast, downtown L.A. Right. Jason type. Now, the thing that's really interesting about Bob Dylan is that he lives, <laughs> I think, in Bel Air. And in his really? sprawling backyard, he has a, a tiny rustic cabin that one imagines he, you know, retires to and sits on the porch and, like, plays, you know, weird, old, obscure songs. Mm. And would you say that 
DJ Harvey probably has like a weird warehouse in his backyard mm. that he goes to to sort of have a similar primal has, experience. He probably has like a shed or a shack somewhere mm-hmm. in Venice, California, mm-hmm. where there's like old records and like motorcycle parts. Mm. And then, Very um, cool. Maybe he'll he go long- there to like do a little opium or something, you know? Mm. Wow, he that's has long great. hair, right, Jason? He's got long hair. He's smoking cigs. You know, he's not your he's not your average Skrillex. We'll say that. That you know how I feel about DJs smoking cigs while they DJ. Nothing gets me harder. I love that shit. <laughs> it's a universal the, turn on. We all know that. I, the few times I've seen Jason in really in the mix, blasting a cig, just banging on those fucking CDJs, I just can't believe how cool he looks. Mm-hmm. Right? You're like, oh, I get the whole bud sex thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's his moment of zen where he is willing to risk it all for a little piece of tj yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly and i think the fans feel the same way the pulsing crowd feels the same way they love to see that chemistry i mean i think so too i think it really makes you look like you know what you're doing <laughs> thank you like walking and chewing gum at the same time, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, well, Rach, what's your uh, what's your day to day looking like out there? Wow, that's a great question. Um, well, I, I think, think you're an early riser, aren't you? I'm an early riser. There's a big debate about how people are spending their time right now, right? So there's like some people who are like, wow, capitalism is forcing us to improve ourselves in this like horrible time. And then there are other people who are like, I'm just like a Victorian, you know, upper middle class woman. I'm making my bread. I'm wearing a calico dress. And I would say I'm like somewhere in between there. Wow, what a great place to live. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been um, writing. I wake up and I write in a journal. Right, just to like get things going, just like get hand? the juices mo- like flowing. Some yeah, mor- some morning pages. Morning. That yeah, does some, sound morning. Some pages. morning pages. Um, Fuck yeah! Is it this, leather? Is it leather bound? No, it's just like it's. I just use like notebooks that I get from like for free. You know, um, I'm not going to go um, out and buy paper. No, I think I could see you. <laughs> I could see you scribbling on like a legal pad. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't I'll, need that. I'll send you a 50-pack from Amazon. It costs $5. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so I do that, and then I do some writing for my job, and then I do a few writings of the tweets, then I do some writing of the emails, <laughs> and then I give back to the community of writers by reading. <laughs> oh, God, you're such... A martyr for your community. Yeah, no, I really I, am. While you're reading and writing, are there other like DIY projects going on in the background? Is there? Are you tie dyeing? Are you? Is your sourdough starter being fed? Things like that. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really like do things. Got it. <laughs> so. So are I'm you, not. No. Are you able to go on your jogs? Mm, I kind of stopped doing that. Rachel, we can't let our bodies, we cannot let ourselves go during this difficult time. I know, but the thing is, like, you, like, I don't eat lunch anymore. So it's the same thing. Same. Well, I mean, guys, yes, in some ways, but also it's the mental aspect of exercise that helps clear the fog from our dusty brains. Yeah, you could argue it is more beneficial for the mental than the physical. Are you blasting cold brew? Are you having a hot cup of mud? 
Well, in the afternoon, I have a little tea. I have oh, a God. tangerine. Oh my God! Jesus. This is the white. This is the whitest shit ever sold this podcast. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> I have to go to I'm the store for guest. more tea and tangerines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, do you are, we, um, are you grinding your it, teeth at night? Anything cool like that? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not grinding my teeth. I'm like not. I feel really left out. Like I'm not having any like crazy dreams. Same, no crazy no, dreams. No rash. Nothing like that going on. No, maybe I don't have a subconscious though. Maybe it's like all on the level. That would make sense for you, actually. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nothing suppressed. Yeah, no, yeah, nothing. No, definitely not with you. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, so you, so you're basically not exercising, not eating, only reading and writing. Yeah, she's just I'm focusing. Like a monk. She's just in her bag right now, Chris. She, she is in her. She's in her little Rachel bag right now. Well, I do go for walks around Boston, where you live. I don't live in Boston. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just you're you're, you're you just second city me on the air like live <laughs> on podcasts. Your neighborhood is Boston esque in it. Look, what neighborhood do you yeah, live in true. that is Boston esque? It's it starts with boring. Yeah, he's right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like the pottery barn of Brooklyn neighborhoods for sure. Maybe they're restoration hardware actually. It's very nice. Borum Hills are great. It's beautiful. It just yeah. I like to joke that it's Boston. Yeah, mm. I mean, there's, there's some people like, who there live are a couple in New York Starbucks right now who are really liking that joke right now. I have not been yeah. to that neighborhood, so I don't get it. The only reason I've ever, I mean, the only reason that anybody goes there is, isn't there one good restaurant, Rachel? Sure. <laughs> is, 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 is Rucola in Borum Hill? Oh, yeah. Love yeah. Rucola. You know who used to live in Borum Hill, though, is Heath Ledger and, and Michelle Williams. I, you know I love Michelle Williams. Before it was CB. cool. Yeah, before it was well. Cool. It's also the kind of place where you still buy like a ten million dollar brownstone, right? Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, are, mm-hmm. well, I mean, wh- do you see other people? And you wa- are you wearing a mask and shit and like walking uh, on the road when people come towards you? Yeah, my friend Rafaela, who designs this really cool brand called Lou Dallas, made me a mask. Damn, that's fire! I need yeah. I need somebody to send me a custom mask. That's a good idea. Yeah. You should have a custom mask. You, want you a- can't wear like a mask that's just for anyone. You're right. I'm not just anyone. When you could mm-hmm. be wearing a Fendi one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I need a Fendi one. I'm really surprised that like no like idiotic startup has emerged to like disrupt masks. I It's got to be in the works. It's I, gotta I saw be. that it- Outdoor Voices has started selling masks. So there's, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's something. Yeah. I really think that Outdoor, it's, it's is it just over? Because it, it feels like it's over to me. I feel like it 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 went into a a fervor when all that shit was going down, and now it's just like nothing. You Am I wrong? You can't or, spell you, over without ov. That's true, Jason. But I, I wonder if they're still printing. I wonder if they're still like doing sales, making sales. I wonder if it's working. I think they are. But don't you think that like even if it, it like if it's working, I hate to say this, but like if it's working, like that's kind of of a bad thing like i feel like for a lot of like super cool people like it's definitely like kind of just like lululemon now absolutely yeah yeah i mean good point and, that, uh, and they know it. it and that which is why they send all those people free clothes to keep them quiet 
Mm-hmm. They do the mer- the mergery thing where they find like people with two thousand followers and s- get them to say their team OV, which is yeah, a, like I don't get that method. It must work for somebody because I feel like a lot of brands do that now. But I don't. As a micro influencer, I find it disrespectful to go even below me to find yeah. someone <laughs> to 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 hawk your brand online. Fashion Nova invented that. Oh, mm-hmm. good point. The gods, the gods. Yeah. And, now, and now they got Big Blue Face out there doing their shilling, which is fire. Wait, who's Big Blue Face? <laughs> oh, you're not familiar with Blue Face, baby? You don't know. Jason, give her a few bars. I will not. Blue Face is a uh, is a <laughs> jokey kind of a goofy rapper who has a very weird nonsensical style. Uh, I don't from think. LA though. He's he's big. I mean, he had a big song. He had like a big hit. He's a he's a tatted up cutie who's from the street. So what more do you want? <laughs> wow, he sounds perfect. Yeah, straight that's out of just, Central Casting. He, when he, that's when how he I first came myself. out, <laughs> when he first came out, he was he was looking like he might be the the answer, but he quickly kind of his his brand was tarnished. He, he became does. the question. Exactly. Damn. Exactly. Damn. Really makes you think. Uh, are you watching? Are you watching this fucking basketball show that no one, everyone won't stop talking about, Rachel? No, I need to though because it's kind of like what my job is about. But <laughs> well, there's three articles on GQ a day about it, and you're not writing any of them, so I feel like maybe they're good. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I mean, like maybe that's not that's not your beat. You know, like. It's okay. Everybody has to do different stuff. I mean, listen, like, it's. I'm just turning on some water. Sorry. For, oh, for your tea? Yeah. No, just for some, just drinking, just drinking oh. water. Just trying to stay hydrated. I mean, listen, we all know that I am not the person who writes about Michael Jordan. I write about Dennis Rodman. Unfortunately, mm. I didn't write about Dennis Rodman either, but, like, that's more my vibe. That is more your vibe. I mean, I could see you really going deep on Rodman in a way that hasn't been done before. Um, but my response to the whole Rodman thing was like, there was a whole special about Rodman a year ago that was only about him and no one cared the way they care now. I'm, it's confusing. I think because not enough people I mean, watched it. You, I had, guess to be, not, you had to be force-fed the Rodman content. I mean, sports are just really tough. I tell you what. I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, what what other fashion takes can you have about Michael Jordan other than you know, like he dressed crazy and he wore these big pants and like, you know, whatever iconic blah blah blah. But you know, there's a lot more meat on the bones for a Rodman, I guess. Well, Rodman was truly ahead of his time. He was. You know, yeah, that's the difference. But I at, mean, at the time, nobody liked him at all. Well, Jason, I don't just like this podcast. There's villains and there's heroes, and <laughs> you know, I would I would say you're probably the Rodman of the podcast, and I'm more of the MJ. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree with that, and I, I would much rather be a Rodman than an MJ. Well, I mean, I see that, and I mean, you're probably that means that you're having sex with hotter chicks. But I got my dad killed over my own gambling debt. Do you so think, you do you think Michael cooler. Jordan could fucking land Carmen Electra in '98? <laughs> Fuck no, <laughs> definitely not. Jordan ain't walking the red carpet at another Planet Hollywood opening. I tell you that. Now, nobody wants Rodman to fuck. Only. Nobody wants to fuck Jordan. Everybody wants to fuck Rodman. That's true. Men and women. That's Try, you you want to put a price tag on that? You can't, brother. You, yeah, you can't, brother. Hey, brother, you can't. Yeah, all the uh, chrome hearts in the world won't buy you the, that level of pussy, bro. 
God, I all the amount of people that tag me in Chrome Hearts posts now is really staggering. Like, I do I just have to cop something for the joke? Yes, please. Rachel, do you think Chrome Hearts, if I had a Chrome Hearts t-shirt, is that normal and funny or is that like a cry for help? I think Chrome Hearts is like, when I think about the five most important brands over the next 12 <laughs> to 15 months, Chrome Hearts is on the list. I'm not kidding. I was thinking about this yesterday. Wait, we need a list right now. The, all right, we need the five brands that are the most important over the next 10 to 15 months. Yeah, top months. five, dead or alive. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prestige, terrible fashion houses, go. <laughs> okay. I would say... Uh, I would say J Crew. J Crew. <laughs> I would say no. You know what J Crew should do is like hire Kiko. I think Kiko's going to be really important. Kiko Marine. needs to get a, Kiko needs to get a job, Rachel, because nobody's buying those clothes. It doesn't matter that no one's buying it. I'm talking about like what like uh, fashion Twitter and Instagram is like gramming and tweeting. Okay. Okay. All right. I understand. Um. And and mm-hmm. ergo, what Fashion Nova. And Boohoo are knocking off. Okay. Okay. Is it so we got- Boohoo? What did you think it was Boohoo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never. Idiot. Jason, you idiot. What did you think it was? Boohoo? I never, I never <laughs> took the time to even try to say it out loud. But when I you love- said it right now, it, was, it for some reason it surprised me. The best part of podcasts is people saying words out loud that they only read. That's my fa- that's my favorite yeah. genre of conversation. And kind of hearing them stutter step in you know in real time about like I guess I'm about to say this word out loud for the all, first time. All, all you could do is try. So we got we got Big Kiko. We've got Marine Sarah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got. Um, I think that like the goatee Sakai thing is going to be really crazy and super influential. Okay. I think Zuli Bet is going to be like the next big uh, vintage revival. I don't know what that is. It's a crazy fashion brand started in the early 90s in Paris by this designer from Mali. And like Janet Jackson wore it and like Lisa Bonet. Mm. Is it like couture? Like what's the vibe? Ready to wear? It's upcycled. It's like oh, upcycled, ready okay. to wear, like cut up sweaters and like t-shirts and all these crazy things, like sort of sewn together with pantyhose. Whoa, that yeah. sounds cool. Does it have a bohemian yeah. touch? <laughs> um, Be actually, not a bohemian touch. Okay, it really like it. Cl- like we haven't had a lot of clothes over the past, like I would say five or six years that like cling to your assets. And this is like, this is clothing that clings to your assets. What do you so mean saying, by that? Exactly. You're saying that if you got ass and it's titties, like, yeah. you can, you can put on this little slinky dress, but it's upcycle. So you're not hoeing. Sure. Chris, <laughs> I get it. I got it now. Okay. Sure. Shit, I got it. Okay. That's a way to look. say it as well. I wanted to dumb it down for our new for our new fans we got from Lawrence being on the show. I just oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew of course what you meant. Um, right, I, you, you should you should put just like subtitles like exactly, throughout. The, exactly, I have to, to I have to translate it for the young dumb white man. Yeah, um, is it, are you saying that brand? Are you saying that that they're making a comeback? Or you're saying that actual look, like the the look of the clothes. He's making a comeback, and then I think that like. I would predict that someone will try to like partner with him to either do like a big museum show or a re-release of his archives because mm-hmm. he, he didn't like he he like had a couple of stores so he sold a decent amount of clothes but it wasn't like where were the stores was, like New York and LA or like Europe 
Um, but there was one in Paris and there was one in New York. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so this is really, a, is there a lot of, can you send me some articles off pod? I would like to learn more. Oh yeah, totally. Honestly, this is really interesting because I've never heard of this person at all. Isn't it crazy? Well, not that I'm like the end all be all, but usually like I'm pretty with it, you know? Yeah. I don't, but is this something you started seeing and then sniffed out and you're the one that's going to make it happen or you saw other people making it happen and you agree? Well, I had seen, I had seen, uh, his stuff before. Like I was, I was aware of it. I'd seen a couple of pieces like in museum shows, but he, um, he staged like a big show at Paris fashion week and, like Michelle Ellie, who was like a big collaborator of his, did this interview with Vogue where she was like, he's so important. And I was like, oh, he's clearly trying to make a comeback. Um, make a comeback. And he How like old? added, he added like all of the images of his past collections to his website. How old is this guy? I think he's in his 50s. Oh, so he's got plenty of time. He can, he can cook. Yeah. Yeah, and the collection that he showed in February was really cool. It was extremely cool. Is it? Can you buy it somewhere? Well, not yet, because it's like supposed to be the fall collection. So who oh, knows if he'll produce sure. it? But sorry about well, Chris; I mean, he doesn't know the, how this all works. Um, <laughs> God damn! Do you have uh, what do you think is going to happen for Fashion Week this year? Um, are, we going, are we going virtual? Are we going user generated fashion content? <laughs> I think everyone will just kind of like do their own thing. I mean, we're still sort of, it seems like a lot of people are sort of kicking the can down the road and like hoping that they'll be able to do something bigger in September, September. except Mm -hmm. for London. But London is like so organized, you know, and they're so supportive of their younger designers. So I feel like that, you know, they'll probably have some like cool, weird mm-hmm. video digital project where, like, Rottweilers are, like, barking and, like, a spindly, like, Victorian girl comes out and she's like, it's fashion, it's now. I'm here with Kiko. <laughs> now <laughs> now you get the vibe of this show. Doing a British yes. accent is okay. a hallmark of how long gone is a podcast. This is good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that... I just don't think that digital stuff... Is it's just not sexy. It's not exciting to me. And obviously, there's no choice with any industry, but it's just so boring. Like, I hate it. I hate being on Zoom. I hate being on FaceTime. Like, it doesn't interest me. Really. Daddy wants the real thing. Yeah. I mean, I, Rachel doesn't, you don't seem like a big Zoom person either, though. Oh, I hate it. I think it's so invasive. You think it's too much letting people into your into your space? Well, can you just imagine if like you were in a conference and you had a, and everyone had a mirror sitting in front of them? That would be so fucked up. <laughs> that would be That's fucked like up. What Zoom is. <laughs> but you use you're using Zoom every day. I'm I'm zooming pretty regularly, yeah. And I would you I mean I just had never used programs like that before in my life, really. Mm-hmm. Why do you you don't like FaceTime on the street? No, I'm not a 13 year old. <laughs> FaceTiming on the street is really hitting right now. I think FaceTiming raw the raw FaceTime is one of the craziest moves that the youth is into. Like we don't call, we don't text, we just blast the FaceTime. Yeah, and then it's it's like FaceTime and voice memos. The voice memo thing makes no sense. I really don't get that. I mean, I guess it's just a time saver. Well, you have like big, capable thumbs, and not everyone has thumbs like that. 
uh, that's a good point. Thumbs. I got big, clumsy white man thumbs, looking like mm-hmm. a looking like a. Yeah, you're right. It's bad. I mean, but that makes it that makes it sometimes hard because I hit the wrong buttons. You know. Yeah, Chris know Chris know know all the buttons every time. Back in the BlackBerry days, you know I could do that shit. And no look, like nothing, like walking down Broadway, banging out BBMs. I miss no, a no mi- look. No misses. Miss a no look text. When you thinking, guys text a typo, do you like reply and say like "Ah, sorry"? No, or you just let it go. I will. I, I will to- reply with the corrected word and an asterisk next to it. Oh my god, you're so lame, bro. People, it's. <laughs> I mean. People freak out, or not freak out, but people tell me I'm weird because I text with punctuation and capitalization. But I think that's just how I was raised. To be a dick? To be a a dork-ass loser dick? No, but I I still use (laughs) slang, but why do we have to let capitalization and punctuation go by the wayside? Like, why, why are those, why does that have to happen? Um, no, you, I, I agree with you and I have started trying to use better punctuation and capitalization and all that in, in my emails, but in a, in like, you know, just texting with the homies or whatever, like I don't really feel the need to do it. You know what Jason's very good at Rachel is emojis. Really? Yeah. Jason, Jason's an excellent emoji user, like really, really expressive with his emojis. I'm not even kidding. It's pretty impressive. Like, well, like they're interpretive, or you're just like, oh, hey, like, what's up, like, banana? Um, no, he just uses the right one for every situation, and it's usually the trendiest one that he's that, that he's stolen from Black Twitter. What's the trendiest <laughs> one right now? I'm able to paint a picture <laughs> through emojis that I have stolen and appropriated from Black Twitter. What, okay, what is the? I mean, I don't. What's the one you've been using a lot, TJ? What's what? Go open it up. Let's go. Let's open it up. This is like when people would. Okay. This is like on Tall Tales when you would ask people to tell you their search history. Jesus, I forgot about that. That was good. I okay. want to see what mine is. I mean, I mean, I guess the emojis have sort of changed in the quarantine. Uh-huh. Good point. But my, I, I have, the number one is always laughing and with tears coming out. Oh, yeah. Cl- classic oh, TJ. Yeah. Classic TJ. And then and then the the face of like, of like where you're kind of like screaming out in frustration of like that yes. ah, face <laughs> and then and then the sideways eyes smiling smirk oh yeah and then yeah. and then lastly the rosy cheeked teeth closed smile, smile. Mm, that's a pretty good lineup that's that last one is smug that's it is Jason a little smug. It is a little mm-hmm. smug, but I like to take a smug emoji and make it better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Put a little TJ twist on it, like when you put a lime in a Corona. Yeah, it's called appropriation, and I, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take it and flip it. Um, Rach, Rach, what are your top? Okay, well, the one I'm into right now that I'm freaking out about is that did you know there's a basket emoji? <laughs> I think there's like seven different baskets. Like 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 a baby bassinet or like a picnic? No, like a straight up, like what I would describe, like if this were a basket for sale, it would be for sale at like Bodie for like $600. Wow. And she's like, this is my friend who makes baskets. It's a very special basket collaboration. So they there's got that the Bodie one. basket on emojis? <laughs> Damn, Bodie really is popping. 
<laughs> I know. Mm. Um, okay. Basket. <laughs> Siren. Okay. Siren's a classic. Ooh. Um, the, I couldn't help but wonder, which is the one where the woman is sitting behind the laptop. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the carry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the chair. Okay. The chair because of your Instagram chair series that you're doing? Yes. Okay. I but, but my number one all time emoji is is the one hundred. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's that's OG shit. I use the mine is the black check mark, uh, because I like to, you know, say things are received with a black check mark. <laughs> right. Um the green puke face because that's how I describe a lot of stuff on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's is that the one where the vomit is coming out, or is that the <laughs> no, my no, tummy no. is not the, doing so verge. good? I'm oh. going to no, vomit soon. This is the, I'm going to vomit soon, where the cheeks are slightly red because the vomit is pressing against them uh, because uh, the mouth is closed, barely um, holding on before we barely blow. holding on. That's how uh, ugly these shoes are that you are coming. Yeah, exactly. Out. That's how ugly. Yeah, exactly. And then. Um, the white guy getting his head massaged, uh, mm. the namaste emoji, mm-hmm. the, the money bag, um, because obviously we're getting bags during this quarantine. And then the, I, I think I might've stole this from Jason, but the gas pump. Oh yeah. To be like, we're really working with gas. You know what I'm saying? We're really, yeah, we're really yeah. yeah. Always whenever you're spelling out the word gas, replace the A with the gas pump emoji. Um, just a little pro tip from me. Well, you wouldn't just replace the word gas with the emoji? No, no. <laughs> okay. And if you have to yeah. ask that, then I don't think you belong on black Twitter. <laughs> 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 I don't think you do either, Jason. But <laughs> Fair point. Um, I feel like Also, Chris I, just saw your, us- I saw the little basket. It's looking a little, it's not, I wouldn't call it a Bodhi basket. It looks a little, it looks a little like, Little house on the prairie to me. Mm, it looks like um, I don't know, like like a home goods, home goods store. Damn, shots fired! Oh my god, I like you home guys goods. are really insulting this basket. He doesn't rock with Bodie because they don't make big and tall, so he just pissed. <laughs> I think this basket looks really nice. Home goods is the fashion nova of Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, no one has ever said or thought that in the history of time. Just my girlfriend probably has. She, she fucks with both brands heavily. That's cool. I like that. Cool. High low mix. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Rachel? I feel like you were about to say something before Jason had this come to God moment. Oh, right. When he insulted the basket, the humble basket with its array of clothing. Um, it's selection of laundry. laundry You know, there are two, there are like, there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people who put their laundry in like a hamper or a basket. And Mm. then there are people who put the laundry in a bag, just loose on the floor. And it's like flopping everywhere. (laughs) Like a garbage bag? Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like you're describing Jason when he gets out of the shower. I damn I I like baskets, but I don't have a place for one, so I unfortunately use a a sports direct UK bag for my laundry, which I think is pretty chic. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I think the, the people it's sporty, who have, it's rich. If you <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch it. Don't talk about Jason's best friend's brand, okay? Not on this podcast. This is this is Oberg Hive on this side, all right, dog. Watch, Jason watch your is, freaking J- mouth. 
Jason is also a known anti-vaxxer. Oh, good, mm-hmm. good. And you use coffee enemas, I'm sure. Actually, he does do that. Wow. The amount, the, that, amount, the amount of coffee I've squirted <laughs> up my tight little asshole is to drown, <laughs> drown an elephant. <laughs> and Think how much coffee it takes to clean this big bitch out. And Think it ain't it. decaf. <laughs> it ain't decaf. Um, that's a, that, yeah. That, that's Mario's going out of business. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think if you have a garbage bag as your dirty clothes receptacle that has an air of like, I may not be here tomorrow or like <laughs> I'm on the go. A, a real mm-hmm. skip town type. A skip I'm skipping town. town. I'm going right. to go buy some cigs and never come back or the landlord will be kicking me out at any moment type of energy. Yeah. Like maybe you would put a stick through the bag and like put it over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. The stick is leaned up against the wall, ready to be affixed to the grocery bag or garbage exactly, bag. Exactly. Exactly. I, I find laundry receptacles to just not be beautiful enough. Like I think I need to maybe maybe I should disrupt that industry. With well, baskets. I mean, I, I do love baskets. I mean a handmade basket is incredibly chic and beautiful. I I don't disagree. But I don't know if it would fit my decor. Mm, I'm sure you could find a really rare or special basket. I would just have a custom. I got to get custom. I'm going to, you know what, guys? I'll text Virgil. I'll see if he has time on his plate to crank out a new reimagination of a a hamper. I think what we could do is get a home goods hamper and then put a rag tag on it. We're good. (laughs) Did you? I actually, I I watched Virgil's Met Gala DJ set last night. My man was in his fucking bag, I got to say. Oh, really? Really? It was fucking good. Yeah, it was like it was fun. It was like a a good party DJ set. Like I think that when he's trying to be with like 15-year-olds and play all this weird rap and like techno, it doesn't necessarily work that well for me. Mm-hmm. But this shit was it was fun. It was like good. So what was he playing? Was, was it jazz? <laughs> like no, like David Bowie and like Prince and the Stones and got like it, cool shit. It. So he was playing Chris Black music. Um, I don't think that I can claim those artists as my own, but I do have incredible taste, and he sees that when he, was, he plays he Talking was, Heads. He was not playing Travis Scott, but he was playing White Guy Can Do Coke to This Music. <laughs> that, I guess, is my preferred genre now that you Which say it. Which is good way. Met Gala music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't. did you watch it, Rachel? Did you watch Florence sing alone in her room? I didn't. No, how was that? I mean, it was just weird because it's like she had this crazy wallpaper that only could work for her is so busy and distracting, but it was, mm-hmm. it, it took me out of the zone. I couldn't, I need, I love Florence. So I'm a big Florence head, but I just think performing in your living room to no one on a computer is very difficult. Yeah. You have to have a little ambiance. Yeah. I don't know what, I haven't seen anyone do it well yet. I think the the best way I've seen it done was uh, the last SNL from home. They had Miley, Miley from home. She was like in her backyard by a fire pit and there was like, a, she had a fog machine and some mood lighting going on. It was good. Well, Miley's hot. So, you know, and she, yeah. And she looked good too. <laughs> did she sing or did she just talk? No, she sang, um, Malibu? No, she sang a cover that I totally forgot what it was, but she did a very good job singing the cover. Let me tell you something. Miley Cyrus can sing her fucking ass off, and I great singer. Great singer. When she was when we was when I was at the VMAs with Nomi, she sang live and might have been the only person, and she absolutely tore it down. It was like incredible. We don't deserve her. 
We don't deserve her, honestly. A true talent. And I wish also, she would stop sl- slumming it with what's his name, but otherwise. Was that music video that she made where for Wrecking Ball? Was that directed by Terry Richardson? Yes, it was. That was such a great music video. I, it was a great I'm agree. glad you, you know, love we, Terry as much as we do. You know, <laughs> we really need Terry. You know, there's that whole Lady Gaga documentary he did that never came out. Oh, really? Yeah, he followed her for like a year, I think. Wow. Like, there's a full documentary about Gaga. Also, like, during peak Gaga. Like, wow. when she was, like, really interesting and really famous and, like, kind of the first time that it all happened. What do you think? Like, Terry's 2008? Doing? Uh, I think it was, yeah, actually, Rachel, I think it was that long ago. Terry and I used to go to the same Soul Cycle class. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? Rachel, I don't know how we never crossed paths because I was at that. So he went to the one in Soho, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he would show up a little bit late and then be wearing like a Metallica tee with Nike shorts. Yeah. Which is like what Lauren Schlossman wears now. (laughs) (laughs) Now some people wear that shit on public think it's a fit. Terry, Terry's wearing a $300. What comes around goes around metal tee to the sweat. He don't care. Yeah. That's cool, though. Terry's got a you lot should of treat your t-shirt out. like trash. He does, but he does have a child. So he that has, probably made him a better person. He has two children. He had twins, didn't he? Wow. So I can't remember. Imagine what the Richardson twins are going to be up to when they're 19. Damn. That tweet today, did you see that tweet about Chloe 70s kid and, and fucking Grimes kid going to NYU together? No. No, no, no. no. It, was a, it was like a... <laughs> It was a video from uh, the Flavor Flav show. <laughs> What's it? Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love, and it, it just it said when when Tompkins seventy. <laughs> 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 if, if she named her kid Tompkins, that would be so legendary. Is she, I don't think she's that much of a troll. Tompkins Tompkins seventy singing blah 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 NYU class of twenty forty one orientation. <laughs> It's incredible. So good. So good. I, I do wonder, the name has not been announced though, right? No. Okay. I mean, it's definitely going to be weird, but it can't top the stupidity. Why do people like Elon Musk? He's in, he's insufferable. People like Elon Musk? I, I think people like Elon Musk. I do. Uh, I, think, I think they kind of, I don't think they like him as a person as much as they like and appreciate his accomplishments and the advancements that he may bring to our world. But I don't think a car is really that cool. Well, I mean, it is a sick ass car and it could change the world. If you make a great car that does not depend on gasoline anymore. That's true. But I feel like he's kind of ruined his swag with all this bad behavior and that Toyota can just zoom in and do better. Yeah, pun intended. I mean, he's sort of like a. Hey, he's sort of he's like a Bill Gates. Like when he came out, everyone was like, "Who is this fucking nerd doing all this nerdy shit?" And then, you know, you get bored, you get you become a billionaire, and then you start doing weird shit with your money, like fucking Grimes and stuff. You know? Yeah, but the Grimes thing, I just don't find the Grimes thing like that surprising because his mom is a model. And if your mom is a model, you grow up in like the coolest household available, you know? You're talking about Elon's mom was a model. Yeah. Yeah. Elon, Elon's mom a bad bitch. Like oh, yeah. Elon's, Elon's mom looked good. Miss Musk. May Musk. She May like Musk. 
<laughs> I know. With so an good. E, May, with an E. God Even better. It. That sounds like a diptyque flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was, but wasn't she a model when she was younger? Now she's also like an old model. Yeah, she became like the face of something a couple of years ago, but I can't remember what it was. Probably J. Crew. Yeah. So they love all white ladies. What is what is the child of Musk's name again? It's like just like a bunch of letters, like A E. It looks like it, it looks like some anime Yeo would jerk off to. <laughs> I actually don't. Why why do people name their kids shit like that? Like, what do they think they're doing? I mean, when you when you're Grimes and you've built this character up and you've you know taken on this persona, you have to. It's like uh, it's like Pink. You have to. If your name is Pink, you just got to be Pink for the rest of your life. You can't change it. Look, I, if you're a weird you're, ass bitch like Grimes, you got to be. You got to do that until the casket drop. No, you're right. But I just also, Rachel. When was Grimes' music ever good? Was there like one song? Yeah, that album that she put out in 2011 was like everyone was obsessed is that with the, that. Is that the one that had the cool video where she was at the monster truck rally? Yeah. That was a great yeah. video. But yeah. I, I so she so let's just to be clear, she made good music almost 10 years ago. Mhm. And and since then she's just been weird and then started dating Elon Musk. Yeah. Damn. I just need one hit single basically is what you're saying. Yeah, probably, but I don't even think her, like, having a hit single was, like, part of it. I feel like she's sort of, I mean, this is a totally unfair comparison because this person's a genius. She's sort of like Rick Owens in that it's all about the, like, world building. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, and people just want to, like, tap into the freakiness of whatever it is that she's doing at the moment. Yeah, the the music is not the top priority. It's it's yeah. kind of the world and the visual aspect that you've created, right? But you know, who is, but somebody who, who, like Arca can do that, but the music is fire. Yeah, who is in Grimes's crew? Like, who does she kick it with? People that you have never heard of. Okay, thanks, Jason. You don't know what the fuck I know about. It's just like weird, like. Like Renaissance themed, like pixie fairy musicians who have blue hair and stuff that have like eleven thousand followers. People I that like I barely actually, know. I feel <laughs> like maybe instead of being friends with musicians, like she and Elon would see themselves as like being like the Kennedy administration of like freaks, where they're like, <laughs> we just want to fill the house with interesting people. Yeah. That's Which is why you got Azalea Banks like wandering in and tweeting madly. God, Rick, did I did I ever tell you the story of doing Good Good Morning New York with with Nick Morgenstern and it was just me in the green room with Azalea Banks and her glam squad? No, what happened? It was just so insane. Did you like, hit? I was no, I didn't hit. No, okay. it was just me. It was me and then like a, a Kelly Ben Simone. Uh, from Real Housewives and Azalea Banks and her dusty ass squad, and they smelled like burning mid and like <laughs> fake hair. It was just so insane. Like there was, it was like seven a.m. and they were so clearly fucked up, and like they rolled in like a shitty Target suitcase full of hair and clothes, and just like <laughs> got. It was just one of the. I like kind of forget about this because like it was not that long ago, and I couldn't believe she was even doing TV, much less like Good Day New York. Like, why would you even do that? Uh, but it was it's the it only was time really, she's awake. 
It was really sad to see it. It was honestly really depressing. I was like, damn, you've been up all night doing coke for sure. And now you smell like weed to chill out and you like look crazy, like just fried. Mm. Um, but morning TV is unkind to even the most successful and beautiful. So it's tough for all of us. <laughs> Did you do okay when you went on? Uh, I didn't go on. I was just there for more moral support. Okay. Um, but, you know, we, I, I'm a behind-the-scenes guy, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, you're you know. a connector. Exactly, yeah. You're yeah, a yeah. social networking platform. Exactly. Yes, I'm my own social networking platform. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. But it was an interesting – It was. I love, you know, being close to Hollywood, and that was, that was one of those moments, you know. Yeah. Jason, have you ever been on TV? Jason? Oh, Jason, tell her about your music video career. Um – I don't know if I've ever been on TV. Actually, I know I've. I mean, I've probably like been on the news, where like like a local news show where they interviewed me about some dumb shit like the weather or something. I was on local news <laughs> when Shaman, I. Came. Why is it hot? <laughs> I was on the local news when I came to Canada for this lockdown. There was literally a news camera, and somebody sent me video of me on the local news crossing the border. Wow! And it I looked know. cool. It did look pretty cool, actually. I, I wish I would have saved it. Is it was it in slow mo? Uh, no, no, no. But it just looked like it was like them handing me papers, like telling me to quarantine, and me like shaking my head in green. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Nice, nice. I know. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's really cool. What about but you? You've been on, you've been on TV, haven't you, Rachel? Yeah, I've been on TV a few times. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who did you do TRL with? <laughs> um, I didn't go on TRL, unfortunately. But I, I guess like the first time I was on TV, I was like, I was working for a PR firm. I was an intern. I was in college. I was working for a PR firm in New York City. And I was doing the PR for this 24-hour fitness that Derek Jeets was opening. Oh yes, I love my man. Passion athlete, and passion athlete like a Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. for example, or a Derek Jeter. Yeah. Shaquille yes. O'Neal has a fried yeah. chicken restaurant in my hometown of Glendale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. So, um, I had to. I was like asked to go be in the background while like the local news shows like filmed, you know, Oh my God, here we are at like Derek Jeter's 24 hour fitness, which I think was in union square. And I had to like run, you know, on a treadmill in the background, but then they came over to me and like, they were like, are you excited that you're at this gym? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. And they were like, uh, do you like, was Derek Jeter a, a, an asset for you in deciding to join this gym? <laughs> And I was like, oh, listen, I'm really just here with a hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I like. Did you, you know, get I fired get a, after that? I didn't get fired. I think they just didn't use that clip. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. What about what? What other times? What other times have I? Oh well, I mean, I've been on. T I've been on TV like not, you know, kind of as a bit player in um in entertainment shows that are like taping on the oscar party red carpet because i used to work at vanity fair oh so okay so like et yes exactly yeah, and that's pretty sick because you were probably wearing like a crazy gown and shit yeah i looked so amazing everyone's like who is she <laughs> I, over i want to talk to her 
Clear frame, please. Look at that interesting publicist back there. <laughs> so, <laughs> what can we learn about her? If First I of all, no one's be, ever said that before. <laughs> if I wanted to become more of a style icon, do you have any tips for me personally? Yeah, I mean, what do you want to accomplish? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I want my girlfriend to respect me. <laughs> wow, that's major. It is I mean, major. Wh- what does she think is cool, though? She's a stylist, so she has she has advanced clothing. She's into she's into some pretty freaky shit, Rachel. Like I, I as as a person who understands both sides of this coin. Mm-hmm. Um, but TJ, you know, the problem with his height is he can only wear shorts, basically. So that yeah. does limit limit his choices, and he's got big ass clown feet, so he can't just cop fire sneaks like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So his he has to be more creative than, than he can't just buy fire garms willy nilly. Yeah, there is no willy nilly. <laughs> no willy nilly. But I but I've I learned mean, to like that though. Yeah, the truth of the matter is that like everyone is wondering like what clothes are going to look like after all this is over, mm-hmm. and fashion is just going to be like for freaks only. And if you aren't a freak, you got to <laughs> get out. So basically, you're about to thrive. You are about to thrive. Yes, finally, freak hours. Um, it's, your, okay. it's your time, Stretch. It's your time. I think you should get into crazy shorts, Jason. I think you should just find like the wildest shorts and that be your thing. Yeah, and maybe no shirt and a vest. <sighs> he's looking good. He's lost a lot of weight, but he's got a bird chest, so it, it's a tough call. Mm, it's not as much of a bird chest as yours, Chris, but it could be less bird-like. I could sit a damn Coors Light on my chest right now, but okay. <laughs> is, that, is that right? <laughs> no, it's not right. I'm looking like a damn Kenyan marathoner. <laughs> um, Jason, have you ever asked your girlfriend to dress you? Or has she ever been like, hey, like maybe you should think no, about she does. wearing this no I, I have done that and she has suggested and she and she gets me things all the time for sure but it's just a tough thing with with the sizing you know like she'll find he wants me a great support. shirt but the sleeves will be eight inches too short for me you know everything mm-hmm. everything looks like a you know raglan baseball shirt you know yeah. and, and some <laughs> and some culottes uh but Jason, I think I think that you have a great look going on. I actually I think you have a real raised in Cali vibe that is hard to replicate. You have a signature look, which most people do not have. Great and point, want. Rachel. Great point, Rachel. And you know, that's coming from someone who's maybe has the most signature look, which is Rachel. Mm-hmm. It's good. I think a signature look comes comes from confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You believe in yourself and your and your garment choices, and you feel mm-hmm. you feel not the need to uh, to sway with every trend. Yeah, Rachel, what's going on with you, what's going on with your hair? Like, how is it still blonde? Oh my god, that's it's a, a fucked up question to ask, Chris. Yeah, well, you know, look. I just like had no idea what my real hair color was. <laughs> just oh, didn't know. You found out. Um, it's sort of getting there. And it's not what I expected. <laughs> so, so you've been a bleach baby for years, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been a bleach baby for so long that the salon that I first went to to get my hair bleached, I chose because MGMT got their hair cut there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Did MGMT get $500 haircuts? That would be so cool. 
I'm sure they did. I mean, they went to Wesleyan, you know. That's a good point. Also, yeah. there are going to be bleach babies born who were conceived in this time of bleach drinking. Just a little yeah. side note. But go, go ahead. It sucks that your insides can be blonde, but your outsides <laughs> cannot. <laughs> uh, that does suck. Maybe you should move to Cali. Ever think about that? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> that, no. Remember that? What was that? What was that like kind of VH1 band that had the um, sort of very like chaotic uh, song about like, I would follow my pride. You know what I'm talking about? It was like around the same time as Third Eye Blind. The song is called Rendezvous, I believe. Yes, there we go. Who are you guys talking about? There we go. And they have this famous lyric in the song. It's like, SoCal is where my mind skates, but it's not my state of mind. I think that's the right Oh, God, God I remember that. That band is called Eve Six. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's a great band. Um, it is not a great band, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's like the epitome of like the shit that I had to listen to. And when I was growing up just on the radio and you just, it was just in, in your mind, whether you liked it or not. Oh, the artwork had the, the fly on it. It was bad. Yeah. Where did that music come from? Maybe you guys can explain this. Like, is that music, the, the horrible, like commercial child of like the red hot chili peppers? Is that what it is? I think it's like bar bands getting big record deals. Like I think it's like a bar. I think it's like a band that would play in a bar on a Friday night in Huntington Beach. Fuck somehow you. getting no offense, Jason. <laughs> somehow getting like an A and R guy to come to the show, and there's like one song, and they got a big record deal because it because it's like it's genreless. It's like not punk, but it's not like hard rock. It's just kind of this it's, bad. Um, it's post Sugar Ray, new metal. Mm-hmm. It's a new metal Sugar Ray hybrid. In the 90s, there are a lot of bands like that. And in the 90s, anyone could make money in music. It was just the, it was the heyday of, of, the, of the biz. Where does Matchbox 20 fit into all of that? The top. <laughs> <laughs> Matchbox, 20, Matchbox 20 can still go to a casino and fucking make 100 racks. So, <laughs> I yeah. mean, that, that's, that's no cap. But I... I I think that some of those bands, they all come from like the same bad scene and then some just actually could write a couple songs. Yeah, and that's the ones that are still around because like Matchbox 20 at this point is like a legacy. They had like real songs that are like playing in grocery stores until we die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did what? you guys ever um, follow Hennessy Youngman who was like a yeah, I know YouTube you're about. art critic? But he had this, he made this series of mixes called CVS Bangers. Damn, that sounds good. Okay, they were so good. They were really good. I can't recommend them enough. I mean, that is truly the music of my youth, though. Like, that was all, like, the most popular music when I was growing up. Um, I wish I could play that song right now on the end of this podcast, but too risky. It's too risky. Rachel? You would get sued? Yeah. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to um, mess up our relationship with our uh, sponsor, Spotify. Oh, I, can I do the ad read? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, that's a sick idea, Jason. Te- text it to her right now. 
Oh, you don't have her phone number. Hold on. Let me text you her phone number. What I also want to do is I, I want to download Chris's ad read and then cut the part that just says, I don't even have premium. Because like that's <laughs> something you would never have said like three or four years ago. Like you would always have the premium version of everything. No, not this. Not this. I don't need I don't feel the need to have premium multiple premium streaming services. Mm-hmm. You put a premium on premiums. Damn bars. Bars. <laughs> I love that, Rach. Um All right, well, I'm, I, we we will have you record this ad. <laughs> I just sent you her number. <laughs> Amazing. Um and then it will be um Oh, sorry, hold on a second. You guys need to have like your celebrity guy. Like, you know, when you listen to like Z100 in the morning and it's like, hey, this is Beyonce and you're listening to Z100 in the morning. I drop. I know. We could, we, Jason, Jason has a lot of relationships with famous musicians that I'm yeah. looking for him to lean on, but he hasn't done it yet. Well, I think you should just have each of your guests like say that they're someone famous. Like I should be like, oh. hey, this is Alec Baldwin and you're That's listening <laughs> to How Long Gone. Okay, done. <laughs> All right, well, you, I texted you the ad read. Let's see, okay. let's see what you've got. So oh my God, I can't wait. There's going to be um, you know, the things, the, the call to action at the bottom. That is, that is mandatory copy, all right? Everything okay. else, I want you to put your own unique spin on it. Okay, great. I'm going to put on lit in the background and <laughs> just sort of get myself in the mood. Um, my own worst enemy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we know the tune. Yeah. I'm just reminding you in case you forgot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're ready when you are here. You asked for this. Oh, I'm, I'm reading it now. You're reading it yeah. now. Wow. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. We're gonna cut it up. Don't worry, Jason. Our AV team will handle it. But okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm just gonna try and just do it off the cuff, and like you just let me know how it sounds. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you crying? (laughs) I was just about to start, and you screwed me up. Okay. I had, to take another, I had to take another sip of lean before getting the booth. There's somebody right. listening to this right now and jacking off. They're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I fucking love this. Is this all going in the pot? No, no, no. Yes. Oh, because that can be sort of like, you know, postmodern. No, you. this is going in the pot, and then I will. So you get to hear the before and the after. We're laying it all in the line, so we get to hear the raw, uncut, and then the finished Mm -hmm. final product. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so that you never miss an episode Premium users can download episodes and listen to them offline, wherever they are. You can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. If you haven't already done so, be sure to download the Spotify app. Search for How Long Gone on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so that you never miss an episode of How Long Gone. (laughs) 
Holy shit. That was amazing. It was amazing. Thank you. We're, we're never changing the habit again. You, you could tell that you are so much better at reading than we are because of all it's, the reading that you do. But it's that like was, I've done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I got it. Like I, I think it was a real roller coaster. Like there were moments that were flirtatious, there were moments that were demanding, there were moments mm-hmm. that were sexy, there were moments that were angry. I would call vulnerable. That, I would call that acting more than reading. You well, know, if I had to. You've got yeah. what we call dynamic range in the business. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. My agent will be in touch. Uh, Rachel, tell them where to find you on the World Wide Web. Oh, um, uh, the Prof Pizza uh, on 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 Instagram and Twitter, uh, and you can find her um, musings on all things really on uh, gq.com yeah what's the what's the next scoop you got dropping um well i'm writing about the end of neiman marcus and the decline of local luxury local luxury is a nice catchy phrase i like Mm -hmm. that yeah farm to table (laughs) wow thanks thank you for joining us it was truly a pleasure as always thanks for having me um Go have some tea and a tangerine. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Bye.